0: All right, this morning we're going to branch away from our study, we're going to uh, tear into some Christmas material, and uh, we're going to look at the Christian character uh, of Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Mary is probably one of the most prominent persons in the Bible. Uh, While honestly she doesn't show up much, but because of her role uh, of bringing Jesus into the world, she's a very prominent character uh, in, in the Bible and in Scripture, and and in a lot of the world, uh, they have elevated Mary uh, beyond her place in all reality. They've, uh, they've elevated her above where she is at. Uh, and, and at the same time, I don't want us to uh, say, well, because they have elevated her, we're going to go the other way. No, there is some Christian character that we can learn from the life of Mary. She was a wonderful character. And so if you have your Bibles open to Luke chapter number 1, we looked at last year, I was going over some of my notes at, uh, at Joseph and, uh, and really the character in Joseph's life and uh, what, a, what a wonderful thing. And you're thinking, boy, I don't remember last year. Uh, I, I didn't either. I, had, I looked over all my notes from last year, that's why I know, and, uh, and looked over that and, and found that interesting. But, uh, but I wanted to, this year I want to just look at the life of Mary and uh, and just kind of consider really her Christian character. And there's things that we can see in her life that we really ought to have in our life. And so Luke chapter number 1 and verse number 39, the Bible says this, And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah, and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when... Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden, for behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. Let's stop right there and let's pray. Father, we thank You just for Your goodness to us. Father, we thank You for the privilege that we have to open Your Word and study Your Scriptures. God, I pray that You would use me. God, I pray that You would speak through me as we consider the life of Mary. And Father, we do consider some characteristics that are very good in her life. God, I pray that You would help us to to reiterate those in our own life and to have those in our own life and Father, I pray that we would learn uh, from Mary's life, and God will certainly thank you for that. We'll give you the honor and glory for all that's said and done. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. As we look at this, I do want to stop and say this, too, uh, that because of the world that has elevated, or many uh, religions and many people who have elevated Mary to a, a higher state than she is, I will say this, that Mary is not a god. Okay, we know that clearly from Bible, and she does not save us. Uh, There's very clear. That's very clear as well uh, from Bible, and that we're not to pray to her. Uh, And so, a lot of people have a lot of those ideas. And certainly, she was very blessed of God. There's no doubt about it. We read that even in the Scripture. And, uh, and so we know that. But I just want to be very clear that we're not to pray to her. She is not our savior. We're, we don't worship her. Uh, she is a person like you and I that needed to be saved. Uh, and some people don't like that but that's very true she was a she was flesh and blood just like everyone else and she came matter of fact we have her uh, her whole uh, heritage and we can trace her back all the way to Adam and so we know that uh, that hey she was a sinner just like you and I are uh, and she needed her sins uh, cleansed as well but she was used of God I want you to notice there in verse number 45 uh, I love this the Bible says, And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. That she believed God is the first thing that I I think we can really learn from her life. Uh, Believe means to have a firm persuasion approaching certainty to exercise belief or faith. Sometimes I think. That, uh, that the word believe has been very misconstrued and misused uh, in our world today. Uh, many people will say, well, I believe something, but it has no bearing and no effect on their life. If we believe something, then it ought to have an effect on our life. It ought to make a difference in the way we live. Um, I, I've used this illustration many times. I, I probably ought to find a new one. Uh, but uh, but if, if I had this chair, and let's say this chair, pull it right up here where you can see it. Let's say this chair had a broken leg. And it was, uh, and, and somebody had glued it back together and it looked wobbly and you touch it and you're like, man, I, I don't know. That looks kind of wobbly. And you're thinking, man, I, I don't know. And, and, and then uh, somebody else says, well, I believe that chair will hold my weight. And you say, you do. And, uh, and they're like, yep, I firmly believe that this chair will hold all my weight. Then you say, have a seat. And they say, no, thank you. Then their words do not match their belief. They are saying they believe that chair will hold all their weight, but they truly do not believe that that chair would hold all their weight because if they did, they would have no reservations about setting down in that chair. And so our belief ought to affect our actions in our life. Uh, A lot of people, let me put this chair back, a lot of people say they believe in God. A lot of people say they, uh, they believe in Jesus. A lot of people say a lot of things that they believe, but their life has no reflection of what their words are saying. With Mary, that was not true. The Bible says here, and it's Elizabeth that's talking, and she says, uh, blessed is she that believed. In other words, hey, God came to Mary. God sent rather an angel. If you were to go back and read the verses before, and we know that. And, And God said, hey, listen, I am going to use you to bring the Savior of the world into the world. And, and Mary, I'm sure, jaw wide open, wide eyed, is thinking. Matter of fact, go back and look with me there. Uh, it says this. Verse 34. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? She's saying, wait a minute. Th- this is not even physically possible. She's like, like, this is this is totally something that is uh, that is not 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 able to happen, uh, and and so she's saying, uh, hey, how how is this even possible? Go on with me in verse number thirty-five. Look what it says. Um, And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And so this angel has just uh, made this announcement to Mary, and she is just like, Wow, that is incredible. That is phenomenal. And she even asks a very legitimate question. How, how is that even possible? Uh, I, I don't even know a man. And she was talking about intimate relations. She's like, she's like, I don't, I, that's not even possible. Uh, and we see that God had selected Mary and said, Hey, I want to use you in an impossible manner to do something miraculous. And when you break it down like that, really, in an essence, listen, God sometimes, I'm not saying we're on the same level as Mary, but sometimes God wants to use us that in our mind we're thinking, man, that's not possible. Um, I remember when I was young, I was uh, 13 years old, and I remember that God called me to preach. And I remember thinking, man, that's not possible. I thought there's no way I can get up and stand in front of people and talk and and I was shy and I was backward and I thought, man, I, I don't know how that could even happen but but God, if it, it, I'll do whatever you want me to do and 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 I'm not saying that's by any stretch a close to the to the scale that Mary. Mary was a very uh, real physical thing that was like, wow, that is amazing. but sometimes in our life, we know that God wants us to do something and we're like, I don't think that's possible. And we put limits on God. And listen, the Bible says Elizabeth proclaimed about Mary in verse number 45. Blessed is she that believed. And listen, Mary heard from God. And and go back with me to verse number 30. Uh, Well, let's continue reading there in verse number 35. We read that. Go back to verse number 30. Uh, Because I think it's back up a little bit further. It says, And the angel of the Lord said, said, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall be uh, great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. And then we picked it up there in verse number 34, and we read 35, go to 36. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she also hath conceived a son in her old age, And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. Uh, For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Verse number 38. And Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord. Look at what she says. Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. God came to her and said, listen, you are going to have a baby. Even though you've never known a man, it's going to be a miraculous thing that God is going to put uh, the the Lord Jesus Christ in your womb. uh, And that he is going to be born of you. And she's like, man, that's... How is, I don't understand how that's possible. And really, uh, it it kind of does blow our minds. But nonetheless, uh, she did, she, at the very end of it all, she said, Be it unto me. In other words, all right, God, if that's what you want me to do, then I'm willing. If that's going to be how it's going to be, uh, she didn't back out. She believed God. And she said, Hey, I'm going to do what God wants me to do. What a phenomenal lesson that we could certainly learn in our own lives to obey God and to follow God and to submit to God's plan, even though sometimes to us it seems hard and it seems difficult. And we say, no, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure that I can do that. I'm not sure that I could uh, could, could complete that task. But yet she believed God. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, 6, but without faith... It is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Boy, we ought to be seeking after God. And we ought to have faith to believe that God can use us. I was thinking about this, and if you think about it, uh, in an essence, and I know Mary's job was a little different, but she brought the Savior into the world Hey, listen, that's what God wants us to do. We're not physically carrying the Savior, but hey, we are spiritually carrying the Savior to the world. And, and listen, if the world doesn't hear about the Lord Jesus Christ, whose fault is it? Well, it's not theirs, it's not Mary's, she did her job, it's our responsibility. Uh, We can't expect the lost to go seeking after God. We've been commanded from Scripture to get the gospel to the lost and dying world. And so we have a responsibility to carry uh, the Lord to the lost and dying world. That's one of the reasons we push, hey, Christmas tracts. Be sure to witness and pass them out and, and, and get the gospel to the lost and dying world. And we ought to trust God that, hey, he can use you to do that. Uh, You say, well, pastor, I don't know about talking to people or I don't know about doing this or doing that. Hey, listen, Mary was a little unsure of her job, too, and she had a much larger job uh, than we did. I mean, really, uh, we're just taking the gospel to those that are around us and and trying to witness to them. And, And so we can certainly be used of God if we believe him. And Mary believed God and she was used of God. In a phenomenal way. Matter of fact, uh, to this day, they call her blessed. And to this day, she's uh, somebody that was blessed of God. I'm reminded of the verse in Jeremiah 17, 7 that says, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. The Lord is, excuse me. And we ought to put our trust in the Lord. And say, hey, if he wants me to do something or if he wants me, uh, then I ought to be obedient to him. Mary's life uh, is a phenomenal life of obedience that she uh, followed God and that she chose. She said, hey, okay, uh, so be it unto me. I'll, I'll do what you want me to do. We see a life of submission and we see a life of believing the Lord Jesus Christ. Look with me in verse number 46. We see in 45 that she believed God. In verse number 46, and Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord. Not only did she believe God in verse 45, but she magnified God in verse number 46. Magnify means to make great or greater, to amplify, to increase the importance to praise highly and to laud. Uh, Mary had been selected for this very high profile, very important task of, of bringing the Lord Jesus Christ to this world. What an incredible task. Um, listen, if, if a good, honorable king called you up and said, hey, I need you to do this certain task, you'd be like, man, wow. I'm honored that that would I would be chosen for that. Uh, I, I'm impressed that he would call me. I mean, how did he even know who I am? And and man, you would you would put it out there on uh, on Twitter and Facebook and all your other social media accounts, and you would call your family and say, "Hey, listen, uh, man, I'm I've got this honorable job that's coming up, and I'm excited about it. I've been selected for it." I mean, uh, here's Mary, and she has been selected for God. For, for to bring the Lord Jesus Christ into this world. And she said, you know what? I'm going to magnify and praise and laud God for this job that I have. And not just that, I think she did it before then as well. I think she was busy praising the Lord and living for God before all of that uh, started. But nonetheless, we see very clearly Hey, listen, there is a reason, uh, there was good reason for her to be excited about, uh, about doing this job. Uh, one, it had been promised since Genesis 3.15 that there would be a Savior coming to the world. Mary was not ignorant of Scripture Mary was not uh, somebody who didn't know anything about the Lord. Uh, I believe she knew quite a bit about the Lord and, and knew some of the scriptures and knew that, hey, there was a Savior that would come to the world and, and, and that she had been chosen for this was, a, uh, was an exciting thing, not just because she had been chosen, but in her very day and in her very body would, would be uh, all of those prophecies fulfilled. that She would bring the Savior into the world. That's exciting. Man, that's something uh, that she could certainly say, wow, that is amazing. And listen, she magnified, she broadcast, she amplified, she praised God with her life. Hey, listen, we ought to praise God. Uh, It's our responsibility. We ought to magnify God. Sometimes we look at magnifying God as a chore. Well, I got to go do this because it's my responsibility. No, we ought to look at it as an honor, uh, that we, we would be representatives of God and that he would allow us uh, to be able to serve him in this capacity of praising Him and amplifying Him before the world. The psalm said it this way, the psalmist said it this way, My soul shall make her boast in the Lord, the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O oh, magnify the Lord with me, let us exalt His name together. Boy, you know why I love Christmas season? Because it's really easy to, to magnify the Lord. I mean the, the songs are playing and, uh, and it's a really easy time to be able to say, man, praise the Lord that Jesus came to this world and, and that we are saved because he came. And, and man, what a great time to be able to praise the Lord and, and not just praise him in church when we come to church, but even praise him out in public when we go out and, and say, man, I'm glad I'm a Christian and, uh, and hand out a gospel track and say, man, Christmas is a wonderful time because we're reminded that Jesus came to this world to save the lost and dying world. We ought to magnify him and we ought to praise him because he saved us and he changed our life and he made a difference. And Mary certainly was excited. You notice the first thing she did, man, she ran off to see her cousin. She said, boy, I got to go see Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Elizabeth's expecting and I've got this news that the Savior is going to come uh, through me and and I'm going to bring the Savior to the world. What what a phenomenal thing for her. And she went off to, to magnify God before Elizabeth. And listen, we ought to magnify the Lord Jesus Christ in our life on a day-to-day basis. She believed God. She magnified God. Look at verse number 47. I love this. It says, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. I love this, that she that it's stated this way. It says, my spirit, this is Mary talking. In verse 46, she started dialoguing. She started talking with uh, Elizabeth. And she said, and Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord. And in verse 47, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God, my Savior. Listen, Mary recognized her need for a Savior. Uh, she she recognized that she was lost. Mary did not uh, hold herself up as a god. Mary did not hold herself. Mary held herself in a, uh, a very humble view. Matter of fact, she said that at the end of verse number 48, uh, for he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. In other words, hey, I'm nobody. Why would God select me? And she didn't account herself as a god or as a uh, savior, because she is not a god or a savior. She recognized that God uh, is her savior, and that she too needed to be saved. She's not perfect. She's human, like you and I. And uh, and Mary cannot reconcile people to God. It's not possible. And a lot of people uh, think that, but the Bible never says that. Uh, only Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, the Bible says um, in Acts chapter. Uh, 4 and 12, it says, "...for there is no other name given amongst men whereby we must be saved." And it's talking about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the only one that can save us. Uh, 2 Timothy 2, 5, I believe it is, "...for there is uh, one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus." So Mary cannot intercede for us. We have no reason to go to her in prayer. We have no reason to call upon her, but we certainly can learn from her that she said, hey, my Savior. In other words, I need to be saved. She recognized that. She knew that she needed a Savior. Uh, Listen, a lot of people uh, don't recognize that. I've often said that people will not be saved until they recognize they're lost. If you're out on the lake and you're in a boat and you're boating along and you see another boat and you see clearly that there is a hole in the side of their boat and every time it dips down in the waves, uh, water pours into that hole and every time it comes up, uh, uh, you know, it just, you see the hole obvious and dips down and more water goes in and, 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 and you start yelling over to that boat, hey, your boat is sinking. They, if they don't see the water that is coming into their boat, them guys, what do they know? They're a bunch of pranksters. They're trying to get us. Uh, they're trying to you know, fool us, and, and they're not going to believe you uh, because they don't recognize, they don't realize that they have a problem in their boat. And uh, and and so you may warn them and you may but you may have to actually show them, hey, look, look on the side of your boat. There's a hole. And every time it comes up, I can see it uh, uh, with the waves. When it rises, I I see it. And when it goes back down, water is just pouring in that hole. and, And and once they recognize once the water starts to hit their feet and they realize, oh, wait a minute, fellas, we may have a problem on this boat. And, uh, and then they're going to realize, oh, you know what? I need to do something. A lot of people are blinded, the Bible says, to the gospel because they don't recognize that they are lost. They don't realize that they are in a sinking ship that is going down with no hope and no way of salvation uh, save Jesus Christ. And so uh, Mary recognized her need for a Savior. Listen, mankind has got to recognize their need for a Savior. Somebody's not going to be saved until they realize that they are lost. And Mary recognized that. She understood that she needed a Savior. She recognized that she was not the Savior. But look at what it says there in verse number 47. And, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God My Savior, once you recognize your need for your Savior, once you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Hey, listen, uh, boy, there's a joy that comes into your heart and into your life. When Jesus saves you, uh, I tell you what, uh, we have reason to rejoice. The Bible says it this way in Luke 15, 7. I say unto you that likewise, joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than 99 just persons which need no repentance. In other words, hey, uh, that, that in heaven there is joy when one person uh, gets saved. And listen, uh, there's joy that comes in your life. Saying, man, I know I'm right with God. You get off that boat that was sinking and you get onto a safe boat and you're like, man, I'm glad I'm safe now. Uh, I was concerned about that. And listen, there ought to be joy in in our life uh, because we know where we're going to spend all of eternity. Uh, Mary, she said, hey, I rejoice in my salvation. I rejoice because of my Savior. I rejoice in God. Hey, listen, we ought to rejoice in God. I, I look forward to coming to church. I'll be honest with you, because I enjoy getting together with other believers I enjoy taking the hymn book, opening it up and singing songs. And listen, sometimes I come to church. I'm kind of like you. Sometimes I come to church and, uh, and man, maybe I I didn't have the best night's sleep or maybe things didn't go well uh, the day before. And and I'm like, man, I don't know about today. And and I get to church and listen that we start singing them songs. Boy, it's refreshing. It's encouraging. It's helpful to my soul uh, to be able to rejoice with other believers. You heard about the fella. He, uh, uh, he woke up in the morning and he didn't feel like going to church. And his wife said, come on, we got to go to church. And he said, I'm not going. And he said, what do you mean you're not going? And uh, she said, he said, I, I don't want to go. And she said, well, what do you mean you don't want to go to church? And he said, well, he said, them people down there, they don't like me. He said, oh, she said, they they like you. And uh, and, and he said, no, he said, I just don't feel like going today. And and she said, no, no, you need to go. He said, give me one good reason why I should go to church today. And she said, well, because you're the pastor. You got to be there. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like that. Uh, but listen, we ought we to rejoice in the Lord Jesus Christ. We ought to serve him and and we ought to be encouraged to get together with other believers and be able to sing praises. And she said, my Savior. It was a personal thing to her. Look at what she says there in verse 47. She says, and my spirit hath rejoiced. Hey, listen, we have reason to rejoice in our salvation. Uh, I said this on Wednesday night, a couple Wednesday nights ago, I guess. You know, on your worst day, your absolute worst day, when you die, you're still going to heaven. Praise the Lord for that. That's reason to rejoice. Uh, When things don't necessarily go well. Listen, sometimes here on earth, things don't go well for us. Sometimes we are sick and sometimes we are discouraged and sometimes things do not go well. But listen, we have great reason to rejoice because of our salvation. And Mary certainly rejoiced in, in God of her salvation. Listen, she believed God. She magnified God. And she rejoiced in God her Savior. I thought for sure I had four down here. And I only have three. Three. I have, there's more in there. I know there is, but I didn't write them all down. So, uh, but, but listen, we have lots of reason to rejoice. Listen, three questions then, three things that we can really look at in our life. Number one, do we really believe God? You know, sometimes, sometimes we're like, man, I, I don't know. Not that we're not saved. We're saved. We trust God for our salvation. But it's those day to day things. Sometimes it's this or that. And listen, uh, I meant to bring this out as well. God was very clear to Mary. And listen, I'm not telling you you should do something crazy or strange or anything like that. If God is very clear to you. Then, hey, we ought to believe God and we ought to trust God. Sometimes people go off on a whim and they think, well, I think that's what God wanted me to do. No, no. Listen, if, if, if you're going to do something that's crazy, then you better know that it's God that wants you to do it. But a lot of times there's things that we ought to do and we know that God wants us to do them, but we don't do those. And so we ought to, we ought to believe that God can use us and that we can be used of God because he really does want to use us. We ought to uh, magnify God with our life. And then listen, we ought to rejoice in God. These are three things that Mary did. And, uh, and they're three characteristics that we can really see in Mary's life. And no, she's not the Savior. We know that. We understand that. But boy, there's, she was blessed of God and she was used of God. And we too can be used of God. As we stand to our feet with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, Father, we thank you for this example of Mary's life. God, she believed you. What, what an inspiration. What a great lesson that we can learn. And God, she was used in such an extraordinary way, far more than we would ever think or hope or imagine that we could be used, God. But God, that doesn't mean we cannot be used. We certainly can. God, I pray that you would speak to hearts. I pray that you would help us to believe you take you at your word, and believe you in the things that you have asked us to do. God, I pray that we would magnify you before our friends, before our family, before the lost world. God, what what a difference the world would see if they saw Christians who magnified God, And said, God has been so good to me. God has blessed me in this way. God has done this for me and done this for me. And God has taken care of me. And God, I pray that you'd help us to magnify you before everyone. And then, Father, she rejoiced in her Savior. Oh, God, may our joy be renewed in you. God, I know sometimes things don't go our way. I know sometimes things are discouraging, but I pray that we would keep our focus, we would maintain our joy because in reality, Father, we're saved for all of eternity. And God, I pray that you would bless, encourage, and strengthen each Christian and each person. And Father, we'll thank you for that. And God, if there's one that does not know you as their personal savior, Father, I pray that you would encourage them, strengthen them, and help them to believe you, to magnify you, and to rejoice in you. And Father, we'll certainly thank you for that. God will give you the honor and glory for all that's said and done. In Jesus' precious name, I pray. Amen. As we have a short hymn of invitation, if God's spoken to your heart, take a moment and pray. You can pray there in your seat. You can come to the altar and pray. Maybe it's believing God. Maybe there's something that you're struggling with that you're not sure about and you're saying, boy, it's, I'm not sure about this thing. Believe God. God's trustworthy. Maybe it's magnifying Him. Boy, we ought to magnify the Lord. Maybe it's rejoicing in Him. Being saved does not mean everything is going to go perfectly on this earth, but Paul wrote the book of Philippians while he was in prison, the prison epistle, and he rejoiced in the Lord. He had joy in spite of his circumstances, we can, we can too. Under all is what the song said. Mary really did that. She said, God, I'm yours. Use me. to a close. And again, I appreciate your faithfulness being here this Sunday morning. And uh, we have a couple, we have, look at there, I'm on time. Uh, and so maybe I need three points more often. I don't know. And uh, and so I'm glad you're here this morning. We have a couple minutes. You got time to uh, visit. You got time to hit the bathrooms and, and get kids moved over wherever you got to do. And uh, we'll start back up here in, in a few minutes. God bless.